MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is indeed the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon along with Mike Pritchard from downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino on this week four Sunday in the National Football League. This first Sunday in the month of October. Michael, great to be back with you again. Another exciting day as they all are in the National Football League. But we have a Heavyweight bout getting ready to kick off in less than 20 minutes from now down in Tampa, Florida. It will be the Buccaneers and Tom Brady hosting Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And there's been a ton of line movement in this game, Mike, and it's been all in the direction of the home team. This game opened up in favor of Kansas City to begin the week. Kansas City minus three. It is all the way now to Tampa Bay minus one and a half. Again, less than 20 minutes before kickoff. That's a four and a half point move. Over the course of the week, the total is at 46 and a half. Do you have any thoughts on this game? And do you have any bets in action for Sunday night football? Brady, great to be with you as well. I mean, yeah, I got a teaser situation with uh, Tampa. Um, so I'm happy about that. Uh, I teamed him up uh, with Baltimore. Uh, so I teased Baltimore up okay, earlier today. Yep, so You got one leg in? Yep, got one leg in. So waiting on Tampa. Uh, and the fact that, okay, Tom Brady's getting a lot of his boys back is incredible to me right now. But I, I think uh, all week long, too, uh, just anticipating – the amount of motion that's going to be there in Tampa because of the hurricane uh, and certainly uh, reading between the lines about what Tom Brady sent out on, on socials 
uh, about, you know, just donating and feeling uh, for the families that were affected for that. So as a player myself, I get that. I mean, you're going to use emotion if you can. Uh, and certainly I think that's going to be in the building uh, for Tampa. Then on top of that, Cole Beasley. I mean, I, Tom Brady has, has a slot receiver now. Uh, and that guy has played with a slot receiver at a high level, Wes Welker, Amendola, Edelman. I mean, it doesn't really matter. As long as he has a, a slot receiver, uh, that's going to really make Tom Brady comfortable. Now, he doesn't have Gronk or somebody like that, but he does have Mike Evans back, which I think he has a lot of belief in and a lot of trust in, too. So uh, Tom Brady comfortable if the line, offensive line can hold up along with that defense. Even though it's Patrick Mahomes on the other side, uh, I feel pretty good about Tampa and their chances tonight. Tom Brady and Andy Reid, of course, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, have a long history of facing one another, and it goes back to 2004. It's typically Tom Brady beating Andy Reid when he was with the Eagles, of course, in the postseason in the Super Bowl, and then Andy Reid getting his revenge in the follow-up regular season. And we've got a scenario here this, this evening as well where the Chiefs, of course, fell to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in 2020 in the Super Bowl. They have not faced each other since, so... Andy Reid looking to avenge that loss in the Super Bowl once again, following that pattern of Brady getting it in the postseason, Andy Reid paying him back in the regular season. We'll see if he can make that happen here tonight. Uh, you wonder with this line move, you know, th here's a pro tip right out of the gate okay. for you, Mike. Uh, I, I remember reading this a long time ago, way back when, when I was just getting into handicapping professional football. And a general rule of thumb, anytime there is a line move in the NFL of three points or more, you want to go the other way. Well, we've seen a four-and-a-half-point line move here. Now, let's go back to the summertime when this opened up, uh, you know, all over town at the Westgate Circle. When, all those, when the schedule comes out and about a week later they make all the lines or so, Tampa Bay was a two-and-a-half-point favorite at that time. Now, with all the injuries and what we've seen Tampa Bay go through the first couple weeks of the season, that, of course, changed. But right here from beginning of this week until now, it's been a four-and-a-half-point line move. And, again, generally, you would want to go the other way from that move. Yeah, it makes sense, and I'm happy about my teaser. I did that a little bit earlier in the week. But uh, right now, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those steam moves, and you just don't want to chase that. Right. Uh, you know, just remaining disciplined that way, too. So uh, I, I get it. I I, I if you can anticipate something like that, certainly try to get out in front of it. Uh, but I, I wouldn't recommend chasing any type of number uh, with a significant type of line movement like that way. I tell you what, I do like your angle, though, and I hadn't even considered this. You brought it up on Saturday during the Pro Football Blitz, and you mentioned it here briefly. Mm. Um, I, I do believe that this could be a little bit of an inspirational rally uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in representing their community after Hurricane Ian. We saw the New Orleans Saints, different circumstances, certainly, uh, and, and maybe a bigger moment for the city of New Orleans with Hurricane Katrina. Uh, of course, that wiped everything out for quite a while there. But the, the point is, when the Saints returned to action, mm -hmm. it, it was absolutely an inspired effort. And I think uh, on a smaller level here, possibly that is true for Tampa Bay. And I think, I think you have to take it seriously in your handicap. Yeah, I, I think so. And also take this seriously, too, in terms of when teams try to, try, uh, try to assert themselves, right? Uh, I, I think the first quarter of the season may be a filling out process. Some teams played the preseason, some didn't. We have two teams tonight. Uh, that played in a preseason, Tom Brady late to training camp. We all know the story and the history about that. Uh, but typically in the month of October is when you try to try to separate yourself, distinguish yourself, if you will. And so uh, we saw that a little bit today. Um, some absolute fabulous performances, individual efforts, but team efforts as well. Uh, and so tonight, I mean, with the, with the boys coming back for Tom, 
Uh, it just seems like it's going to be revved up out, out there in Tampa tonight. Let's look at some of the player prop bets, uh, see if we can hit a couple of these. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to get involved for real, but I'll certainly uh, make a couple fictional plays here on okay. the air. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, they're under or over passing yards, 261.5 for Patrick Mahomes, 267.5 for Tom Brady, uh, both at 1.5 touchdown passes, the over for Patrick Mahomes at minus 200 for Tom Brady at minus 175. Uh, anything you see, anything stick out to you there for the two quarterbacks? Well, I mean, for Tom Brady, like, they skewed it last year heavily towards the pass, almost 70%. Right, right. They've been around 50% in the first three games of the season because the weapons, the situation with injuries and suspension. Uh, but tonight, uh, yeah, 267.5 is 115 either way. Uh, I would assume to go over that, especially with the receivers coming back in, knowing what those receivers did to come back into this game. Uh, to play tonight uh, against Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, looking at the over for Tom Brady, 267 uh, and a half right there. I'm going to look up the uh, yards per pass attempt right now for Patrick Mahomes because I know the offense has changed. Yeah. You know, and, and it's no longer that deep threat or vertical passing game. I, I think they want to do that. I think they want to test that just because of the different looks that Todd Bowles is going to have and present on the defense side of the ball in the secondary. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm in doubt uh, of going over 261 and a half for Patrick Mahomes right now. Uh, I'm right on the same line of thinking of you with mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes there. I think the one that does stick out to me, I don't really know how I want to treat Tom Brady under or over the 267 and a half, but I would lean to the under on Patrick Mahomes for a lot of what you're talking about there. The the game, the passing game for the Kansas City Chiefs has changed. It's a little bit more of a dink and dunk. It's not the explosive plays, and this is another Statist uh, statistic that we threw out on the Pro Football Blitz on Saturday, uh, Tampa Bay leads the league on the fewest number of completions by opposing quarterbacks for 15 yards or more. Okay. Okay, so explosive passing right. plays. Tampa Bay's defense very good at limiting those. Uh, just three of 19 are opposing quarterbacks and completing passes 15 yards or longer against this Tampa Bay defense. So, you know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes could light it up and throw for 330 yards. And, you know, I mean, that can happen probably mm -hmm. just about any time. But uh, that would be my handicap initially just because of this Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting, too, because you look at it and uh, from a stat standpoint, Patrick Mahomes is impressive. He's right about 7.9 yards per attempt, passing attempt. Not too uh, shabby. Not too shabby. And then explosive plays, big play passes over 25 yards. He's second. Mm. Uh, with nine, and that's behind Mac Jones at 10. So, uh, you know, you think about some of the ways that they are getting the big plays. A lot of it is yards after the catch, too. Yeah, uh, that's Travis a good Kelsey point. is amazing that way, but that adds to the passing yards. Mm -hmm. uh, so, sure. I, I'm not inclined because I, this is a different type of defense. This is, this is a different animal out there for uh, Patrick Mahomes to go against. I, I'm not inclined to go over, but I can see how people can make that decision, uh, especially on a night like tonight uh, when you might have to throw it to win it against Tom Brady. Well, look at the past defenses he's faced. Mm -hmm, right. uh, the Indianapolis Colts, the right. Arizona Cardinals. Uh, pretty good pass defense in the L.A. Chargers. They got that win on Thursday night. But uh, this is certainly, I believe, the best defense they've faced so yeah. far and the best pass defense for sure as well. Let's look at some wide receiver prop bets here real quick. Cameron Brait under or over 21.5 receiving yards. Chris Godwin, 40.5. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 18 and a half yards. I kind of like over that one. Yep. I could see Kansas City swinging it out uh, to a back out of the backfield and Edwards Hilaire getting over 18 and a half yards. And then Juju Smith Schuster, 48 and a half yards. I, I think I'd look over on Edwards Hilaire 
and maybe over on Godwin. Well, don't pass over Jarek uh, McKinnon either because Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator at Jarek McKinnon, they have history there uh, from Minnesota days. And, and so uh, if you're thinking about the screen game, uh, I know from a trust standpoint, might be a little bit more trust with McKinnon and his ability more so than uh, Edwards Hilaire because Edwards, you know, he's a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can't find those guys on the screen game, in the screen game. So if the Kansas City Chiefs do employ the screen game, I think they would select McKinnon a little bit more. He's had 14 and a half receiving yards, too. Uh, so, I mean, it's over. It was one Two catches, and he probably Two catches, gets yeah, exactly. So under minus 125. So there you go, uh, over minus 105. So – uh, to me, that, that would be the most attractive bet from a wide receiver prop if you want to go that way, running back slash wide receiver right there for Kansas City. And here as we speak, Mike, now less than 10 minutes away from kickoff, Tampa Bay is now favored by two points. Okay. Painted across the board here uh, in Las Vegas, they're a two-point favorite. And sure enough, the trend that we typically see on Sunday night football, they're betting the over as well, up to 47 when we came on the air, it was 46 and a half, now up to 47. That was another pro tip we did in week one. Uh, you know, just a general, again, rule of thumb. You might want to look at taking the under on yeah. Sunday night football because that line gets inflated. Everybody trying to uh, get even or get even deeper on the late game. And these, you know, the general masses, the public want to bet over the total. And sure enough, we're seeing that that uh, trend continue here as it is all the way up to 47, even 147 and a half out there already. Maybe it gets to 47 and a half or 48 uh, in the next 10 minutes before they kick it off in Tampa Bay. We'll continue to cover Sunday night football, keep tabs on the live market, and recap week four in the National Football League right here on the Pro Football Blitz. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup and watch all the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness, made of more. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. And here come those 47 and a halfs, Mike. We might just see this get to 48 before kickoff here, about five minutes before they kick off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Kansas City Chiefs in Tampa. And I remember when we were doing the show on Saturday, this total was at 46. It's approaching 48 now. And, of course, we've talked about the line move. Very significant. The Chiefs opened up to begin the week as three-point favorites. They are now two-point underdogs a five-point move here in the direction of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Mike we had to get up early to start watching football on this Sunday in week four really early out here on the left coast 6 30 a.m pacific time 9 30 eastern for the London game the first of three the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints the Vikings they saw a lot of money here with the news about Jameis Winston and his back of course uh, Andy Dalton got the start and he had some. He was missing some players on offense as well. Andrew Speed on the offensive line. Michael Thomas, his wide receiver. Uh, Vikings ended up closing as four and a half point favorites, and very significant that they were only two and a half point favorites mm-hmm. in the local contests here, the Circa Millions and the Westgate Super Contest. Uh, but uh, two thousand people. It was the most popular pick in the Circa Millions contest. Two thousand contestants uh, were very happy with this result. Yeah. 
Uh, it was New Orleans that took the lead early, and then they were back up 22-19 to late in this game after a successful two-point conversion. But the Vikings came right back the other way and got a touchdown and then missed the extra point to go up 25-22. Will Lutz then connected on a 60-yard field goal to tie this game at 25 apiece with less than two minutes to go in regulation. Minnesota had all of its timeouts left. They drove it down, and Greg Joseph booted his fifth field goal of the day, a 47-yarder with just seconds left on the clock, and Minnesota got the win, 28-25. Game goes over the total. Minnesota covers again in the contest, but not uh, depending on when you got this line. Mm -hmm. Of course, they push on the three. You lose on the three-and-a-half, the four, or the four-and-a-half. But uh, Will Lutz had another crack at it, if you recall, late in this game. Uh, this one was from 61 yards, I believe. It hits the upright, the crossbar. It was a double doinker, uh, but it does not go through. And again, the Vikings hang on 28-25, your final. Boy, this game had everything, uh, you know, for being across the pond right there, Brady. You know, sometimes you don't anticipate this game turning out the way that it did, especially with a backup quarterback, but it did. Mm-hmm. I think it lived up to the billing. Yesterday on the Pro Football Blitz, I talked about the Saints being intrigued by that number, three and a half plus three and a half, getting three and a half points. Uh, you saw four, four and a half, too, right? In closing. Just tells you how important being less than three or over three is Absolutely. in the NFL, right? Absolutely. Especially when we know the, the league is a uh, field goal game. Mm-hmm. It is a field goal game. So, as a better, keep that in mind. Always keep that in mind. I mean, that's a weapon sometimes. And uh, so, is, so is teasing up some key numbers, too, if you want to do that. But I was intrigued by the Saints. I, I didn't bet it. Uh, but they did get inside the number, the closing number. And so, uh, you think about the roster, and this is what we talked about yesterday. Uh, it's a good roster. I mean, a lot of people anticipated that Saints being competitive in, the, in their division. Now, the setback was because of Jameis and the injuries, and then also the setback was the fact that Dennis Allen was allowing Jameis to go out there. They, they should have went with Andy Dalton a long time ago in terms of, okay, allow Jameis to get healthy. Mm-hmm. Got four broken bones in his back yeah. uh, and a foot. I don't know how well he's going to do for you uh, in a National Football League that way. And so you get Andy Dalton out there. He's serviceable. But with that roster, maybe he's even elevated because he didn't have that roster in in, um, Chicago. And then, you know, the time in Dallas, it didn't go well because I don't think Dallas had an identity either. But Andy Dalton down there with all these uh, veteran players, players that he's familiar with, uh, it had a chance right there offensively. And and, and I think we saw that because you combine that with what the Vikings are defensively right now. uh, To me, it was a great opportunity to back the Saints there and catch some points. Well, and you would have gotten home, uh, again, if you had the three-and-a-half, the four, or the four-and-a-half. But uh, you talk about the New Orleans Saints, and now they have dropped to one-and-three. Right. They have lost three games in a row, falling to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, falling to the Carolina Panthers, and now the Minnesota Vikings. And this was a team that a lot of people thought was, you know, going to win this division and unseat Tampa Bay. And, of course, we have a lot of season left, but uh, they are certainly not off to a good start. And now – other injuries are starting to pop right. up, too. I mentioned uh, across the offensive line, Andrews Pete. You know, this guy's a former pro bowler. And, and Michael Thomas, I mean, it just seems like it's been two years since we've seen a healthy Michael Thomas. Yeah, you know, the injuries have hurt them to the 1-3 and three record, but what's more important was really handcuffed them and was held them back are turnovers. Yeah. The Saints are minus seven in turnover differential. They're dead last in the National Football League. So That'll do it to you. You know what's going to happen when they fly back across the pond. Uh, to New Orleans is Dennis Allen. He should, anyway, uh, sit down with everybody on that offense side of the ball and say, look, we can't keep turning the ball over. We're minus seven uh, turnover differentials so early uh, in the season. We're not going to win anything. 
I don't care how talented we are, talented we are, or what are we working through with our offense or whatever scheme wise. But uh, when you're dead last like this, I mean, you're with the Commanders, certainly the Colts, uh, even the Patriots. I mean, you look at the teams that are just struggling with turnovers. Uh, those are the teams that are not winning games right now. Mike, I'll tell you, this is interesting, and maybe this is something we can look forward to or an early look anyway mm. uh, in handicapping the Week 5 card. Mm. Uh, next week, the Seattle Seahawks visit the New Orleans Saints, and the Chicago Bears will visit the Minnesota Vikings. And normally when you have a team making a trip to London, right. it, the bye week will come in the next week because of all that travel and what have you. Um, typically teams that do not take their bye week after a London game don't fare well in, in that follow-up game. So maybe an opportunity to go against the Saints once again next week and also the Vikings. You, me you mentioned that you've played overseas a couple of times right. uh, in some exhibition games and mm -hmm. whatnot, and you know how that travel is. Uh, I think you can understand it makes sense. It, it's tough to have your best effort without a break and going right back after it uh, following that trip to London. Right. I mean, th those, those teams will get out of London like today, right, the right after the game earlier. So they're in, they're in route right now. But uh, it takes a toll. I mean, the time change, uh, just getting back, getting acclimated. I mean, think about how early they went out to London. Yeah. Right. And yeah. now you're coming back. And, and you try and adjust your body clock. You do. You know, you do. But now you're coming back immediately and now you got to uh, rev it up again. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, depending on what those numbers are, obviously that's a, that's a great point by you, Brady, uh, focusing in on what could happen during the week of practice or preparation for the Vikings and the Saints coming into the next week. Right now I'm seeing Minnesota favored by seven, hosting okay. the Chicago Bears, mm -hmm. and the New Orleans Saints a favorite against the Seattle Seahawks of four and a half points. Um, you know, I'd probably, my again, my <laughs> first look would be to both of those dogs. I, I think it's pretty tough to back the Chicago Bears, and we'll talk about them. Well, but uh, They can run it, though, and they're physical. Yeah, and, so. and you know, I mean, we, we talked about that game with the Giants mm -hmm. as, you know, it was going to be who had the better running game. Right. And, and Daniel Jones showed up <laughs> a couple times, right? Yeah. Ran yeah. into the end zone a couple times. We'll, of course, uh, get to that game a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, something to think about for sure. New Orleans uh, laying points at home without a bye week on their return trip uh, from London. And the same thing for the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota laying seven points, hosting a division rival in the Chicago Bears. And, you know, things are starting to look pretty good for the Minnesota Vikings, Mike. They did not look so good in week two when they lost on Monday Night Football to the Philadelphia Eagles, and boy, does that team look good. We'll get right. to them momentarily, but they are 3-1 and one and tied with the Green Bay Packers atop the NFC North. They look pretty good. I mean, you involved Justin Jefferson in the game plan like uh, Minnesota did. I mean, 10 catches, 147, that, that's going to help. Uh, but we all know what Cooper, Cooper Cup did for this offense with the Rams. Well, this offense is now with Justin Jefferson. He's got to be featured this way. He's got to be that type of player, at least have the opportunity to. Uh, and, and then, you know, I, I think something that the Vikings needed to work on uh, and that was revving up uh, the rushing attack, uh, if they could. Uh, we saw a variety uh, of rushes to kind of keep a team off balance a little bit right, right there. But, uh, no, I, I think Kirk Cousins, and looking like he's starting to understand the nuances and where you needed to get to uh, with this offense uh, a couple weeks ago against the Eagles, he could not do that. Uh, this week, uh, even though he had a pick, I mean, you're going to throw the ball almost 40 times. That's going to happen Overcome those plays. Overcome that bad play like he did and uh, make some other throws, uh, some key throws. Uh, let your playmakers uh, make some plays for you, too. So I was able to see that a little bit today. Now, defensively, still have some issues, though. Uh, need to clean that up if they can. They were yielding, what, over 400 yards a game uh, coming into this matchup. So 
uh, whether you're buying into the Saints and the performance of Andy Dalton or just the fact that the Vikings just need to improve mightily uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Mike, four seconds into the Sunday night football game, we have a change in the live line. The Kansas City Chiefs are now a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They will be operating from the 21-yard line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the Buccaneers received the kickoff and fumbled it. Kansas City took over, and there's a first down play for about five yards. So just like that, they make uh, they become three-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market, and now that uh, live line is suspended here. But still no score, just a few seconds into the ball game, and it looked like Tom Brady and Tampa were going to start on offense. Not the case. Again, a fumbled kickoff return. Patrick Mahomes and company get the ball first on Sunday Night Football. We'll be back with more in just a moment on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must have with key insights and data for both avid hockey betters and those that are new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at vsin.com slash subscribe. Taking a peek at Sunday night football here, what a turn of events. It was just 45 seconds into the game, and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs were out in front 7 to nothing. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers fumbled the opening kickoff. The Chiefs jumped on it. And the second play, I believe, from scrimmage was Mahomes to Travis Kelsey, and they were in the end zone, added the extra point to make it 7 to nothing. The live line, currently Kansas City, favored by 3.5. They were as many as 4.5-point favorites. Your in-game total all the way to 54 and a half. And maybe those over betters are on to something. We saw that well, steam towards the over uh, just before kickoff here. But now Tom Brady, he finds Chris Godwin. He's mm -hmm. found Cameron Brait. He has found Leonard Fournette. The Buccaneers looking like they're rolling on offense as well. Yeah, I mean, I will say this. Like, um, Kansas City did a great job of capitalizing. Sudden change for the defense for uh, Tampa Bay. Really didn't have any type of sequence of plays. Okay, guessing game. And so uh, Kansas City stole a possession and it capitalized on it. So from an in-game standpoint, remember, Kansas City will probably receive the ball uh, to start the second half, too. So depending on how this first half plays out, uh, just file that away. Kansas City stole a possession, uh, and they're up in that situ uh, situation right there. Now, can they develop a pass rush along the way during this game? Right now, uh, there's no pass rush, and you wonder when Spags, uh, the defense coordinator for Kansas City, is going to try to change that up and mix it up on Tom Brady. They do get a nice stop there on third down, and it'll be Ryan Suckup attempting a field goal for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Under 11 minutes left to go in the first quarter from Tampa, and that is up and good. Make it 7-3 to three in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. They remain three-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market. Your total ticks down just a notch to 53-and-a-half. Uh, Mike, earlier today, the Titans at the Colts, and uh, your man Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, and Derek King Henry, they both found the end zone in the first quarter, and right away 
It was 14 to nothing Titans before the uh, then the Colts connected on a field goal to make it 14 to three. And then Tannehill found Okonwono or Okonkwo midway through the second quarter for another TD, and it was 24 to three in favor of Tennessee. It looked like the route was on here, but Indy really woke up in the second half midway through the fourth quarter. This was just a one-score game, 24-17 Titans. But then Tennessee forced a key turnover, recovering a fumble by Jonathan Taylor. The Colts ended up missing a late field goal attempt, and Titans pretty much just ran out the clock from there. 24-17 was your final. Tennessee wins outright as a four-point dog. The game stays under the total. The Titans move to 2-2, two and two, and the Colts drop to 1-2-1. One, and one. Yeah, staying under the total, uh, good call on anybody that wanted to go under and play the under in that game. I mean, the game set up that way as both teams want to be physical. Uh, we know that about the identity uh, of the Titans, certainly the identity of the Colts, too. I just didn't think or anticipate that the Colts are going to have this many issues running the football. Mm-hmm. I mean, how is that happening with this type of offensive line and what's going on? But uh, what you want to do and what you can do, uh, two different things, obviously, right now with the Colts. They couldn't run it against Jacksonville. They couldn't run it uh, against a physical defense. And I want to emphasize that, uh, physical defense, because, again, Jacksonville plays that brand of football. Tennessee Titans brings that that to the table, too. So if you're the Colts, man, you're soul-searching right now. How do you get dominated at the line of scrimmage when that's supposed to be your strong suit uh, and, and then certainly not be effective that way? Now, can you throw the football when you have to? That was encouraging, I guess, uh, if you're back in the Colts or filing things away, but can't get into the end zone uh, consistently. Uh, And then you got Tennessee on the road with another fast start. I mean, that that just is difficult uh, to contend with or to compete with. And I don't care who you are. I mean, Tennessee, uh, that's their brand of football. And and if you're playing that way, you're comfortable that way, uh, a lot of times Tennessee feels like they're going to win it. Uh, So credit to to them uh, and certainly credit to the underbackers uh, for that football game. Uh, if you look at the stats here, you'd be surprised who won this ball game. Matt Ryan, 27 of 37 for 356 yards passing with two touchdowns. He did have an interception. Ryan Tannehill, very efficient, 17 of 21 for 137 yards and two touchdowns. Derrick Henry had 114 yards rushing on 22 carries. He also had a touchdown. And you talked about the lack of a running game. Jonathan Taylor, 20 carries and just 42 yards. Yeah, I mean... That's amazing. It is amazing. You can throw all those stats in there, but then, again, go to turnovers, Mm -hmm. right? Go to uh, red zone efficiency, scoring touchdowns. I mean, two or three uh, there if you are Indy, whereas you had the Titans on the road, three of three. Uh, And something you brought up, too, and and it's a great point by you, I mean, being able to run the football on the road, Mm -hmm. it it just settles things down for you Uh, from a crowd standpoint, from an energy standpoint, from the other team that you have to match. Uh, So, again, Titans... I think a familiar opponent this way within a division uh, really, really bulls well. But it tells you a lot about the Colts, how they're not even competitive within yeah. their own division right now. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I was on the Titans today, mm-hmm. and I think I learned, uh, you know, about the Colts that they're just not nearly as good as their preseason hype. You know, a lot of people felt this team was possibly a Super Bowl contender, and I, I wasn't necessarily disagreeing. I thought they'd be good, too, but they aren't. They have not looked very good at all. Well, what's troubling, Brady, is when you believe that you can be a physical team. And again, it goes back to offensive linemen pushing other defensive linemen the same size against their will, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that really is a running game. Like, you can have double teams. You can have gap schemes. You can uh, have angle blocks. You can have all this, um, you know, trying to fool the defensive scheme. 
but ultimately it's about pushing people against their will, pushing them around. And the Colts can't do that. I mean, it, it, you can just see it when you watch the game. They just can't move people against their will. And I, I think they need to be challenged that way. I don't know who's going to be able, be able to do that. I don't know if Matt Ryan's that type of quarterback or not. Um, I don't know if Frank Reich, the head coach, is, is really built that way. But they, they, need, they need somebody to, to light a fire and certainly increase the intensity because it's, it's a damn shame right now that the Colts cannot be physical. Well, I tell you what, they're not going to have a whole lot of time to get it corrected because mm. they play on Thursday night football next week. They will travel to the Mile High City to take on the Denver Broncos. And right now, Denver is a three-point favorite, uh, laying three points with a total of 43.5. That'll be another very tough test for this Indianapolis Colts team. And the Titans will go out on the road for the second straight week. They will go to Washington to take on the Commanders. And Tennessee actually has opened up as a road favorite here, Mike. Now, Mm -hmm. this is a very interesting situation. Mm -hmm. Tennessee wins outright as an underdog. Now they go on the road in the role of the favorite. Another pro tip for you here. My initial reaction would be to fade them in that situation because – Everything changes as far as expectations, and and there's probably a little bit of inflation in the line there. The tough part is (laughs) we talked about this on the Pro Football Blitz on Saturday as well. It's really hard to back the Washington Commanders right now. It is. It is. But then I agree with you. I mean, are the Titans the type of team early on in the year? I know you're trying to assert yourself right now, but are they the type of team to be a road favorite? You know, I mean, they run the ball well. They do run the ball well. Well, yeah, I mean, um, just if you look at these teams right now, mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks, certainly you would think Tennessee de- uh, deserves to be favored over Washington. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at them that way, but do you want to back it? Uh, what is it? You said four? It's two and a half. Or two and a half? Okay. Is what I'm seeing initially. Yeah. And, okay. and again, this is very, very early, the, yeah. the first openers. Um, but just in general, when you have a team that wins outright as an underdog mm-hmm. and then, you know, the the general public, the the betting markets, what have you, they get very excited about this team. They oh, let's you know, now they're going on the road and they're they're favored and every you know, everything's fat and happy for the Tennessee <laughs> Titans. But, you know, that's how the NFL is. You you, you gotta watch out and and again, I think, you know, lines like this get inflated because of what we saw last. Right. So again, my initial reaction would be to look at the home dog here in the Washington command uh, commanders, but they are an awful hard team to back right now. Yeah, I mean, I can look in the locker room, like, for instance, if you're the commanders, what's going to excite you? Oh, okay, Brian Robinson's going to come back. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that, I don't know if that's going to inspire you or not. I mean, Carson Wentz won. He's not the leader. He right? didn't get sacked as many times today. <laughs> not as many times. <laughs> not as many times, but they can't really uh, score a lot of points. And that, that kind of helps when you're trying to win a football game. Uh, but, I, you know, the commanders, it starts on the defensive side of the ball for me always. Uh, and I look at that defense. And I look at Del Rio. I look at the scheme. Uh, I look at the lack of belief uh, out there for that football team on that side of the ball. I mean, there's no accountability. Again, I'll keep, I'll keep saying that each and every week until Del Rio gets fired, probably, um, because it's going to keep happening. Uh, I, I think, football uh, you know, time is running short for Ron Rivera, too. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, who's owner, though? I mean, yeah. uh, I think it's Daniel Snyder's wife and – uh, I don't know uh, from a situational standpoint, executive standpoint, is there anybody in that organization to do that? I know our friends Mitch and Polly on Follow the Money will have, you know, the coach to be fired first. Okay. Odds. They're, they're <laughs> into those markets. Aren't they? I think so. Mitch I is good so. at that stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. All right. We'll come back and uh, focus on the Bears and the Giants. The Giants go to three and one with a victory 
over the Chicago Bears in a good game for Danny Dimes. Daniel Jones was big for the New York Giants. We'll take a look at that one and get you caught up on the latest on Sunday Night Football as well right here on the Pro Football Blitz. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the pro- 
Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The temperature might be cooling off, but fall sports are heating up on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now's the perfect time to join Bet Rivers. New bettors will receive up to $500 in free bets when you make a first time deposit using the code SPORTS. Go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you here inside the Pro Football Blitz, keeping an eye on Sunday night football. The scoring is stalled just a little bit here, still 7-3 to three in the final four-plus minutes of the first quarter. Kansas City leading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and driving in the, in, in the red zone at about the 10-yard line of the Buccaneers. Kansas City has moved to a 6.5-point favorite in the live market, and your total uh, has not changed much from where it uh, kind of peaked earlier in this game at 54.5. So uh, Kansas City knocking on the door once again, and you wonder, Mike, because Tampa Bay was somewhat successful on offense. Now, they had to settle for a field goal, but it looks like we could be headed for a back-and-forth, maybe a shootout here. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's no longer a, a feel them out type of game that's going on right now with these two teams obviously familiar with each other and, and schemes and, and that uh, situation. Uh, I like what Kansas City's doing in terms of dictating. They're getting up into the line of scrimmage. They really are giving um, Patrick some clean looks in terms of formations and certainly motions. Uh, and then they're just making plays. I mean, Patrick is making some great throws. Uh, they're running the ball hard. Uh, they're possessing it. Uh, and they're playing and matching the intensity, certainly, that Tampa Bay was going to have there at home. So uh, a lot of credit right now, the start of this football game in this first quarter goes to Kansas City. Well, they are in the end zone once again, extra point pending, 13-3. to They are up on Tampa Bay, and you're right. I think Andy Reid's game plan looks outstanding, and the Chiefs are really executing on offense. Now we'll see what Tom Brady can do in response. He certainly can't keep trading field goals with Patrick Mahomes scoring touchdowns. The extra point is good, and it is 14-3 in favor of Kansas City. Uh, if you're new to VEASAN or new to the idea of the pro tips, uh, we want to go over a couple of pro tips that we made in this hour earlier in the program. This is something that we do on VEASAN in every hour across all shows, so 20-something pro tips you're going to get each and every day, you can find those at vcin.com slash pro tips. Sign up as a subscriber of vcin pro, and you can find these all. You can sort them by sport or by show. And the two that we went over earlier in the program here to kick off the first hour of the pro football blitz. First of all, we were talking about the line move in this game. Kansas City opened up this week as a three-point favorite. They closed as two-point underdogs. Anytime in the NFL, this is just a general rule of thumb. When you have a line move of three points or greater, you typically want to go the other way. When you get that move, like for instance, that would mean betting on the Kansas City Chiefs. It moved five points in, in the direction of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the common sense or rule of thumb bet, if you will, would be to go the other way and, and take the points with the Kansas City Chiefs. The other pro tip we talked about was, and we were talking about the uh, Tennessee Titans, their victory uh, outright as an underdog over the Indianapolis Colts today. When you have an underdog that wins outright, and then the following week they are put into the role of road favorite, that is the team that you typically want to go against. And oftentimes it's because the market believes, the market perception, uh, the line itself, everything will be inflated on that team that just pulled off the stunning upset, if you will, winning outright 
uh, as an underdog. So there's your two pro tips for this hour. We doubled up on you, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about road favorites so far this year, too, I mean, 38.5% on top of that. They're covering it 38. Um, it's uh, 10, 16, and 2. Um, so, yeah, so they're, so they're six games under 500 against mm, the spread exactly. for road favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, in general, road favorites are pretty tough, right? You know, to right. bet on, but uh, especially when you have that team that is kind of, you know, feeling a little fat and happy mm-hmm. after that. And, and, and again, there's, there's inflation in the line and the perception of the betting market and a lot of that alters, uh, you know, what that line will end up closing at in that follow up game after that outright win. As a dog. All right, let's talk about the Bears and the Giants. The Giants closed as three-point favorites. It was pretty much there all week. I did see it pop to two and a half. Uh, The money seemed to come in on the Bears really all week long, and and it was basically just adjusted with juice, and then finally a two and a half would pop, but then it would go away, go back to three. It was pretty much three in favor of the Giants all week, and I felt that was a really good number. Uh, I didn't know which way to go uh, as far as betting this game, but uh, I did lean a little bit to the Giants and Mm -hmm. uh, wish I would have put my money where my thoughts were. Uh, But it was the run game. We talked about how both of these teams can rush the football. It was the run game of Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. They had the offense working for the Giants, and the defense was really making life tough for Justin Fields. They sacked him four times just in the first half alone. The Giants led 14-9. to at the half, and then it was two Graham Gano field goals in the second half, and that's all they needed to close the door on the Chicago Bears. They moved to 3-1 and one on the season, 20-12 to 12 the final. The Giants get the win and the cover. The game stays under the total. Justin Fields now, Mike, has 34 completions for the entire season. He was 11 for 22 today with 163 yards passing, and the Giants defense ended up sacking him six times. Yeah, you know, you're trying to keep that guy healthy as you rebuild this thing, and uh, you're trying to be somewhat competitive or overachieve. Uh, and I think both teams are trying, or, or they're at that point with their rosters, uh, Brady, to try to overachieve. And, and that's what we're going to see uh, a, lot of two, a lot of times with these two teams, right? Uh, mistakes all over the place, too, with turnovers. Um, but, no, I mean, there's no prolific passing game with Chicago. There's not going to be one developing either uh, this year. So uh, it's a play-action-oriented game. I mean, they're going to try to uh, drop back because they're going to have to, apparently, uh, at times. But, no, is, is it all on Justin Fields? No, I, I think a quarterback like that needs to be elevated by weapons around him. He has zero uh, weapons around him. So they can run the football. I know the Bears feel pretty good about that, and uh, they're going to continue to do that. But uh, teams that can match that, certainly teams that can stop you in situations that's going to be difficult for Chicago to win games. Now, depending on the number, it might be difficult for Chicago to cover the spread or, or get inside numbers, too. So uh, I, I just filed that away. The Bears are not even in my portfolio, uh, so I don't even really pay attention to them that way from a betting standpoint. But, I mean, for people out there looking for information on trying to bet Chicago and, okay, are they going to be different? Are the opponents going to be different? Maybe if teams cannot stop the run, uh, you look to favor the Bears that way. You know, uh, the Bears can run the football against anybody. Uh, yeah. They've proven that. I, I think that's correct. Absolutely. And they believe that, too, inside the building. But is that enough to get inside numbers uh, and certainly cover a spread if they're going to be favored any, any time uh, during the rest of this year? And that is a big stop there yeah. for the Kansas City defense. Uh, just under three minutes left to go in the first quarter, and Tampa Bay will be forced to punt. 
Uh, Kansas City looking to get the ball back and add to their already 11-point advantage, 14-3, winning on the road at Tampa Bay. They are, they are an 8.5-point favorite in the live market, and your in-game total continues to tick up, 55.5 now uh, for your total. Uh, it'll be the Giants visiting the Green Bay Packers next week in Week 5, Mike, and the Packers currently a 7.5-point favorite in that one. We talked about the Chicago Bears visiting the Minnesota Vikings when we covered the Vikings game. The Vikings played the London, uh, London game today, obviously, and they have elected not to take their bye. Uh, and I don't know if they had a lot of choice. I, I assume they could have uh, taken a bye after a London game, which teams typically do. Um, but that would be a situation where I think you have to look hard at Chicago here because we know about the wear and tear and the fatigue uh, going back and forth to London will wear on a team. Well, and it could. I mean, I, I think when you see a chance of a team to be physical and like the Chicago Bears, uh, I don't know if they're going to control the game. I don't know if there's possible for them to do that, just being one-dimensional. Uh, but Iberflus has taught this team how to take the ball away, mm -hmm. uh, and they are still generating turnovers. And I think any time – uh, in a close game, uh, if it could be close, uh, you would like the fact that Chicago can turn the ball over. But uh, even with the Vikings and their defensive woes, um, you know, the long travel too. <laughs> I mean, it's just hard to, to back the Bears. It really is. And, but it's also difficult to lay a big number with the Vikings too. Well, I think you make a good point. Um, it, the Vikings are laying seven points, mm -hmm. and that, that's a fairly aggressive number. That's mm -hmm. a division game. Right. So you've got a division dog here catching a full touchdown against a team that did not take a break after a London trip and a team that does not have a great defense. And the Bears, that's really, I think, the only thing they can do is run the football. So, you know, again, I'm starting to talk myself into this one, Mike. <laughs> Are you? Taking the points. Okay. I mean, I'm going to look that way initially, yeah. yeah, because I think just immediately I see a team that doesn't take a break after a trip to London, yeah. I'm going to say, okay. I'm going to find a way to possibly bet against him if I can, you know, handicap my way into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the total's off the board. I mean, interesting, right? I mean, no, no we're seeing 43 as a total. Okay, excuse me. Yeah, I show 42 and a half. Yeah, 42 and a half, 43 uh, right there. So, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. I, I, I don't look ahead that early in thinking about making a bet. You know, I, I'd run a – I want to see um, and, and hear some things from teams. Uh, but if the Bears were in my portfolio – now, the Vikings are in my portfolio. Okay, but I don't. I can't, I can't lay it with the Vikings right no, now. No, I certainly with the wouldn't. State of the Bears, like, uh, like I said, my, my defense, first yeah. glance is on the dog, and mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not going to run out and bet it right now either. I, yeah. I got to take a look and chew on it for a bit, but mm -hmm. that is my first reaction. More of the Pro Football Blitz coming up right around the corner. Hour number two on the way. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.